Hello, 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 and welcome to today's I Love Real Estate Success Story. I, I, I love these uh, these student interviews. You, you just, you never know really a little bit about the person until you have a bit of a chat. And you're going to find this one today with, uh, with Vanessa, going to bring her on very, very soon, is going to be really interesting in a, in a different way as well. It's so unique. Well, look, what we're going to do, let's just get straight into it. We're right on 12 o'clock. And what I'd like to do is just uh, introduce you to Vanessa. Vanessa's going to be sharing her story of how she's gone from just being a busy mum, young kids, focused on just doing the life things, full-time work, paying the mortgage, all those kind of things, to suddenly turning everything around and getting into full-time property investing. So if you're pretty keen to hear about that, let us know in the, in the Zoom chat and also on Facebook. Um, but let's uh, introduce Vanessa. Vanessa, how are you doing? Very good. Thanks for having me, Michael. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, it's a pleasure. Look, this is going to be great. This is going to be really good. So look, I really appreciate you taking the time out to, to, to share your story because um, I know as well, there's been a number of other kind of things that you've done online. So people would already probably have seen some of your posts and so forth onto the uh, the Facebook as well. Yes. So now we're going to get a little bit more. We want to, we want to find out a little bit more, hey? Okay. Cool. Let's do this. All right. So let's just dive straight in. So um, what was your life like before I Love Real Estate? Like, you know, I, I think it was just, it was, you know, you're a busy mum, weren't you? Could you yes. describe, describe that a little bit? Yes. Um, just before I Love Real Estate, it was basically busy being busy, I guess, with life. Two young kids, two and four years old. Back then when I started in 2016 and I was just working full-time commuting back then I used to live in Melbourne so I had to commute drop the kids in childcare and uh, husband also working full-time most of the times back then he was traveling interstate for work so it was an interesting time where I just you know go along with just doing the normal the average go to work come back kids and then again and then life like as a busy uh, mum I guess and nothing too uh, you know extraordinary but just average trotting along with the busyness of the day and then and life in general mm-hmm. so just caught, caught up in the usual things the mortgage the kids all of those Mor- types yeah. of things pay the yeah. mortgage work for time pay the mortgage organize the kids yeah. get ready for the next day and work again and then again yeah yeah i'm sure i'm sure many people can relate yeah so now what what happened when you first kind of came in contact with dinner because there was a bit of a little bit of a hiccup there initially wasn't there do you want to <laughs> it was so i came across an ad in 2014 and uh, there was a free event as most of us probably know about it you know it used to be a, a like free event it was in 2014 14 and i signed up to go and because it was a free event and it was just busy in that day for ah, nah not going it's free i can just give it a miss what what i'm uh, missing out anyway it's a free event I, I, it doesn't matter so that was 2014 and then i see that again it's like free event again so uh, 2016 so two years later I thought maybe i should go What's this about? I'm going to go and check it out. This time I go. It's free, but I'm going to go. So, so you just kind of like saw it, didn't didn't do anything about it for two no. years, and then it two came around later. again. Two years later, it came around again. <laughs> yep. Yes, and, uh, and all, all I can say, like, I wish I'd done it before. 
little did I know. Mm. But it's okay. It's it's always best to get started eventually than not starting at all. So. And now, what did you think about it when you first kind of came in? Like, did you tell everyone else? Or what, what was the thoughts when you first kind of, you know, enrolled back in 2016? It was, uh, it was a bit mind-blowing because too much information, too, too much of everything. So it's all new to me, of course. And I actually share with some work colleagues, oh, I signed up for that course. It's going to be amazing. And the feedback, well, the feedback that I got was, what did you sign up for? Is this a scam? <laughs> and it was like pretty much most of the time I would hear that. And like, okay, maybe I keep it to myself until I see what happens, but start learning and just try to disregard the noise on the background, I guess. Because if people don't do it and they're not into it, they don't know. And it can be all too good to be true from the outside. And if you don't know, you don't know what you don't know, but I just decided to take the learnings, go step by step and just work through it until I start progressing forward, I guess. It took time. It was not overnight. It took a whole year to do something, but uh, I decided that this is, this is what i supposed to do. Uh, interesting it's kind of that's a, it's a pretty common thing for people to say oh you know I don't know what it is it's a scam it's this and that so it's, oh I just the feedback and the noise <laughs> call it noise I like that yeah the noise. So now, yeah so now you uh so in your first year you yes. you took a different well you took a certain approach when you first started mm -hmm. for, for one year because you were working full-time so what yes. do you do in that first year so I, and you know how you have, and I guess I didn't share that with you before, but uh, you know how you're supposed to do the peg in the sand, which I religiously do, and I do it every year. It says to put your goals, your immediate goals and your long-term goals five years. And I thought, I, I'm happy to do the five-year goal, but I need to learn first. So I put my, what's it called? The five-year plus one. And the plus one was the first year to actually get to learn because there was so many things involved, asset protection and finance and everything new to me. I thought, like, I'm going to allow myself a whole year to get the learnings. And then in one year, I would like to have my first deal. I'll take the year to learn uh, while I'm you know, working and dealing with life. I'll, I'll start you know, asking questions and see how I can pull this off. So it took a whole year. I actually go set myself to do so. And then... From there, I thought, then I start doing deals because there's no point jumping to something if I don't have the learnings first. So I actually allow myself to learn. Mm. That's a good point. That's a really good point because there's a stack of info, isn't there? Oh, it's just like your first book, and it's like information overload. It was like yeah. overwhelming. I sign up, and one week after I was in the book, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> what is that? And, and you went back to boot camp a few times, didn't you? First year, three times. So you did the boot camp three times in the first no, year? My first year, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. I just didn't get it, the first one. It was just too much. That was the feeling back then, and, it, and, it, and it's okay. Just go back and revisit and do it. You have to do whatever it takes. If you learn fast, great. If you don't like me, just go again, again, and again until you do. And you still mm -hmm. learn anyway as, as you progress through. You're learning things new all the time new things all the time absolutely absolutely yeah i think someone's just 
Um, Jacqueline has just posted what she said it's about the boot camp because that's how I feel. It's very exciting though. Yeah, Jacqueline, it's, uh, yes, it's, it's exciting. Not- it's overwhelming, but it is exciting. It's all at the same time, but just allow yourself time to process information and go again and ask questions that, you know, it's okay to revisit. There's nothing wrong with it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Awesome. Now, cause, cause now you were doing that as well, being working full time, you've got two young kids. Yes. Um, and did you, um, did you take you, so you took a, some time off work as well? No. So I was doing that while working and, and dealing with, uh, so that's why I go set myself to do the learnings for a year because I knew the time I had available. And it's interesting to take things on board. For example, when I started it, the, the, very important things that I took on board, get to know you, get to know your time, get to know what you can do uh, and what are your constraints and work from there. So I knew that my time was limited, but I could still work through on my commute. So no excuse approach. So I can always work while I'm in the tram, train. Back then I used to live in Melbourne. And uh, I thought, well, if it takes a year, so be it. Let me learn first. <laughs> Well, it's certainly certainly got you set up right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, excellent. So now, what um, what happened after that first year? Because you were you, you got out there and kind of took yes. a bit of action, didn't you? Yeah, yes. Then start, things start happening because I did go set myself to learn and then get the first uh, first deal in one year mark from when I joined and uh, going through the I guess the system and going through what we learned and back then. I remember Dina saying just choose three areas and three strategies and focus on those based on your, you know, risk appetite, based on what you can afford and based your time. So I draw circles where I lived. And I, back then I was uh, 13 kilometers from the city in Melbourne, but I couldn't afford where I live as a deal. So I started looking around and, and analyzing that very simple thing, nothing too complicated, end up in an area in Geelong that I could afford. The challenge was I can afford here, how I can get there working full-time and the two kids and doing the commute. So something needed to change in the routine to actually be able to go to there and get to know there. So six months I did in learning, then another six months, even though I was still doing the learning, I actually used to commit to Geelong. The way I did that, I wanted to share with you because you have to be willing, right? So I was working full-time back then, but it started only at 10 o'clock because they knew I had kids. So I said, look, life is getting too busy and it's too complicated to work. So can I take one day to work from home? And I negotiated back then in 2016, thereabouts. Can I work one day from home? And they said, yeah, sure. As long as you work, we're happy with that. And you take a day that you actually work, but you work from home. So my home on Wednesday became Geelong. So I would drop the kids into childcare and commute. And for those that live in... Melbourne, so I had to then drop the kids in southeast uh, Melbourne and, you know, commute and go through the Westgate Bridge, all the fun stuff, and uh, back then and, and go through that area that I found and get familiarized with the area, familiarized with the agents and, and, and build up a team because the second hurdle was, yes, I wanted to find a renovation, the other thing to do is how I go to do a renovation if I don't have the time, I can have, you know, that um, money side sorted but it couldn't physically do it so I, ha- I have to figure out a way to do it as well so there were two things to figure out for my first deal it was an interesting exercise but if you're willing there's a way <laughs> mm-hmm. now that was back in uh, that was just one uh, one year after you joined too wasn't it that first yeah. deal 
so the first this one that I've done was in 2017. One yep. exactly one year after I joined. I joined in June 2016, and in June 2017, I contracted that deal. Okay, and that gave you how much in profit? That one, the Renault 34, deal. 34k. Awesome. It was a, it's a nice little deal. That's what I could afford and manage. Back then, it, it was okay. You had, just have to get started, I guess. It doesn't have to be the million-dollar deal in the first one. You just have to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Get out there and get started, yeah. Get started. Yeah, yeah. Good, good. And then um, now then you, you kept on going. You went and did another deal, didn't you? Yes. So I thought I, I knew the area well. I knew the agents and I, I, um, I guess, built up a team in there that could do the renovation for me. Um, so a deal came up from an agent that I had a good relationship. He said, like, have a look at it. Uh, it made sense. It was very similar to the other one. Of course, the price, even though back then it moved up a little bit, um, I thought, yeah, it makes sense. I did my due diligence and crunched the numbers. So I went to the second deal, very similar to the first one. Um, and I did 47K profit, the second deal. So just a cosmetic reno flip, same area. Same, the houses look the same. Fantastic, fantastic. So, and that was uh, at a similar time frame as well. Yes, yes. Yeah, awesome, awesome. So, what are we looking at there? 40, 70, 80, 81k profit from those yes, two. Thirty-four yep. and forty-seven years. Eighty-one. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Now, you also did something in the background, another another deal. There, oh yes, you? in the background, I did the first one as a as a money partner, as like an investor. So from somebody in the community back then, when I was new and he was new, we decided that we we're going to do a rental flip together. And um, we had a lot of conversations before. We didn't. I just didn't jump in the deal. So. I've been talking to this person for a year you know, and I saw him, you know, starting. So it was one of this, his first deals and mine too, was my second deal before I did my second Geelong deal. thought, well, that's a good opportunity. It's a renovation, it's a reno flip. Great. Little did I know there was not a flip. It was just a reno that would took two years to sell. But you learn, you learn as you go. And, so. and now, 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 do you want to explain why it wasn't a reno flip? It was a Renault. It was not a flip. It was a Renault because but we... <laughs> you were intending it to be a flip, weren't you? It was all good intentions in there. <laughs> we went with all good intentions. Of course, we do. Uh, basically, what we did is we uh, he found a deal in regional New South Wales. I think didn't call it this area, Whoopup Nowhere. So it's there to the left. And like a, the town, oh my goodness. So 2,000 people live there. And I now look at those things that I didn't used to. I didn't realize that I had to look at the details of the town and days on the market. And um, anyway, so we thought it was a good deal when we jumping. So we went in and he did a renovation. The renovation came on the boat and said, well, we're rocking it. Fantastic. And then we put it on the market and just didn't sell. And then it didn't sell. It took two years to sell. It was a very interesting experience because no fault to the JV of myself or the market. It was just, we didn't know what we didn't know. And I learned lots of lessons from this, this deal. I'm grateful for this deal. I'm very grateful because there's so many things that I look at now that I, I wouldn't know if I didn't do this deal. Mm-hmm. Very grateful. And the good thing with this deal is that we had a great communication between the person that was doing the deal and myself. So we didn't hide 
we didn't get scared of things that were happening. So we put the property into the market uh, for rental while we trying to sell it. We had such an amazing communication, no hiding, no shame. It's like nobody's fault. Like we were not blaming shame. So let's work together. Because of that, by the time we saw the deal, we actually did two more. We did it differently though, but we learned. So I'm, I'm not ashamed to say that the, the second deal that I did, and actually when he was a money partner, it didn't go according to plan. And deals can happen like that. But the most important thing, you have to communicate. You cannot hide. It doesn't matter which role you are. You just communicate, work things through because two are better than one when you're you know, trying to find the solution. So, yeah, it was good. Uh, yeah, and I got I got to say that you know that's uh, it's it's a credit to you both that you've kind of like you continued on, intended to do one way, but despite you know getting yourself in a situation, then you've 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 carried on and and you've still come out you know not in a negative, but you've learnt a stack as oh, well. Yeah, yeah there's so many lessons. Like look at the days in the market, look at the population, look at the, the location that. Um, Yes, and, and an interesting is, uh, uh, the interesting thing on this deal is that it was highly positive for cash flow. So as you imagine, you're actually getting the money coming in. It's very attractive. But because you were in a, it was not the JV, you invested the money, but it's like in a two-way doing the deal, you both went out so you can do other things with your equity. Uh, but it turned out fantastic in a very weird way. But because we worked together, we didn't, have any problems actually communicating so we're communicating weekly and fortnightly um yes that's good uh, no regrets <laughs> excellent excellent um all right now around this time as well the the whole kind of opportunity for you to join platinum came up oh yes, yes. And, and and you had a very kind of interesting conversation do you want to do you want to share a little bit about what happened there Okay, so when I just joined in 2016, uh, apart from the information overload, I learned about Platinum. It, it was a different name back then, but I was in Victoria. So I approached the coach back there and I said, well, tell me more about it. And he told me about not only the money commitment, but the time commitment. And I'm thinking, and that was 2016, bury, bury with me because I didn't have any mindset done, any personal development done. for the right, I have all that. And then I have my work. And then I have my kids. And I told their coach, so you're going to be coaching me at midnight, right? Because how can I fit in? And it was so negative then. I just couldn't say it. It was very early stages of my I love real estate life, put it this way. And the coach just said to me, I don't think you're ready. <laughs> and I just took, oh, that's it. <laughs> I'm not ready. What, what's that? What that's supposed to mean? But it was in a negative sort of connotation in my head because why can they adapt to me? Why? Why I'm not ready? <laughs> Didn't think of any of that. It's, I, I let it go, but thinking, well, there's something with this program. Why I'm, I'm not ready? <laughs> mm-hmm. But then I moved on and you know, follow my plan of learning, and personal development start kicking because I think the most important thing that I learned from a real estate is you have to work with your mindset because the deals will come. The learnings will come, the experience will come, but if you have you have to work on yourself first. Mm, absolutely, absolutely, key key point. Yes. So then, a little time later, yes. you you had you had the opportunity to have a look at Platinum again, and yes. and, and and do you want to just describe how how different that was? Oh, that- absolutely. So 
so 2018 come around and I have done the Geelong deals too then uh, and I still had my deal in New South Wales stuck so I was a bit stuck so I could see how to do deals and and, and build things but I, I was stuck in, in a way that I, I wanted to do more and I wanted to uh, resolve that New South Wales deal and and learn a bit more so forth. I need help I need coaching I need to get unstuck and so I can move forward. So the first thing is I need to get unstuck and now I need help. So when I approached Platinum, it, it was not about the program is how can I fit in and actually how can I do this? Uh, you know, you have to think, how can I do this? And I and, and approached the program and I couldn't believe it. I got accepted. I was like, oh, oh that's different now. <laughs> I got accepted. <laughs> But you had a very different attitude when you came back. I had back. a different attitude. I needed help. And it was me figuring out how to adapt to what the program actually gives you. It's not, oh, you just have to fit in on my agenda, on my schedule, because this is how it is. It, it, it's not like that. You have to do whatever it takes. And if you need help, you go and, go and get it and you do whatever it takes. You adjust. So when you need help, that's how it goes. Mm. Very, very different to the previous two years. Oh, I can't believe I had this conversation with the planner in, in that time. I was like, oh, why? He says I'm not ready. <laughs> um, look, the, the, the one thing that I see as well, Vanessa, is that you've, you've persisted through so many different things. And, it's, and that's really so, such a key point as well. You know, you've come up against different obstacles and then persisted and continued on which is yeah. which is a real credit to you you know especially yeah, you know you. being being with juggling juggling life and and uh you know being a mum with young kids and, and so forth as well so awesome thank you thank you uh and then of course now you've um yeah working on yourself that's the is that that's pretty much key it's from your side isn't it most important lessons no matter your background or anything it's just you have to work on yourself because there's always a way there's always a way you just you have to keep going even if you don't see how you end up it's one step at a time take that first step keep going keep learning ask questions and then go again and honestly you're going to head, you know bang your head against the wall many times and you fall off the wagon many times you just have to go back in and that's the thing go back in just don't don't stay there indeed indeed <laughs> Yeah, I do that all the time. And then there's a telling you, Michael, how many deals that it comes through the desk and they're like, I missed out, I missed out. And talking to people last week, I oh, missed out on the deal, say only one, I missed out, like I've missed out three deals a, a, a week, probably. Like I put so many offers and I do. It's okay. It's part of the process. That's how it goes to get one. <laughs> Yeah. Now, look, this is this is a really interesting point that you brought up as well. So um, can you give us an idea? Because... We were having a chat before, and I think this is a really key point. So for, as of this year, yes. you've put a number of offer, offers kind of forward, haven't you? And yes. I want to know, how, how long does it take you to go through the process to be able to put an offer in? Now, now it takes me just a couple of hours to put an offer in because I know the area and I know the strategy, so I know what I'm looking for, and it's very simple to do so. So it might take between two to five hours to put an offer together. Mm -hmm. And since January, I put 41 offers this year. I put my 41, 41st, that's how I say that, yeah, yesterday. So 
So, so you put you put 40, 41 offers in this year and each yes. of them take between two and five hours. Yes. Yep. Okay. How how has it come back to you? I have two days <laughs> out of the 41 offers. Got it. Got it. So yeah, so look, this is just it's look, this is a key point here. You, you clearly pick it up. It's like what were you saying? You, you miss out on three offers a week. And so yeah, it's kind it's of like, like it's but like the problem is that uh, around three, three a week. So like it's just I, I put the offers and I, you miss out and you have to know the numbers and don't go into the deal for the sake of going to the deal. I actually went into contracting to early in the year with some clauses, of course, because I have a good team, good solicitors. So we had good clauses in place on the contract that we could do due diligence and building pass and so forth. So actually one in the beginning of the year, one not so long ago, we actually went into contract, but we didn't go ahead because by looking a bit closer and actually working through the due diligence, there were things that came up that was not predicted. So you have those um, things in place to protect you. So you can crush the contract and renegotiate if needed be. Mm-hmm. and be comfortable having uncomfortable conversations, I guess, with getting contract. We cannot just go ahead for the sake of going ahead. You have to be very, very conscious of what you're doing. And if, if the deal doesn't stack up, even if you're in a contract and you have clauses in there, go again, just say, sorry, we're terminating here. That's it. Got Don't it. be afraid to do it. Yep. Now, just there's a couple of questions come here, Vanessa. I'm, I yeah, hope sure. you're okay. Yeah. Um, what uh, Chai was saying, um, what did you do spending two to five hours for each offer? Uh, basically, I did the due diligence. Like, to, for example, now I'm focused on subdivision. So I do a dive before you dig. I do the, I, look, I check the planning scheme because I'm focusing the particular strategy. I do my numbers and, and, uh, and then, then I submit the offer. So I do due diligence and FISO knowing the, the basics of the subdivision from the area that I chose to do. So, so it, it gets simpler as you practice. I think when I started uh, the first deal that I put an offer, it took me three weeks to put an offer. <laughs> and that was back in 2018 when I first put my offer for subdivision deal, it was May 2018. Mm-hmm. Three weeks to put it all together. It doesn't take me that long anymore, but uh, you, you practice. Absolutely. So whatever strategy you choose, it, it might take you time to sort of figure out the numbers and and how long it takes and, and what to put in the fees and what kind of due diligence you're going to do according to your strategy. But once you do once, twice, and hundreds of times, you sort of go quicker. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, you like... I, I, I'm not too sure of your name, I'm sorry, but um, Yulatali, um, oh, I think that's totally wrong, sorry. Um, can you explain what you mean by the offer? Is that a JV offer? Uh, no, it was just offers to, to buy the deal. Well, I did put seller JV offers, so I'm trying to do my first seller JV. Um, so, and I can see the comments coming and how I do it. So I basically put an offer formally in written so when you put an offer you can communicate with the agent in written and then if they accept it go to contract depends on where you are of course that each state is different and i cannot give you advice in queensland um, now there's a trend that you actually put an offer in a contract so you have to be very careful how we do it and you have to have a legal team behind you and a good team 
to guide you through so you protect it. And, and you've got your team all set up uh, and you've got your whole process all worked yes, out now. Yes, yep. yes. And the reason I could actually pull out the two deals, even though I was in contract, is because I had a good team behind me and we had good clauses and, and things in place in the contract that allow me to actually crash those two contracts. Otherwise, I would be committed to a deal that didn't work. Good learning. Good learning there. Yep. Awesome. Now, you mentioned about the subdivision deal. And it was taking a bit of time. Do you want to do you want to talk a about, about a little bit of time? You want to talk a little bit about this one? Because because <laughs> this is this a yeah, there's a bit of a story to this, isn't there? I know, I know. Nicole must be listening to this one, my platinum coach. So I I it was stuck in my head that I was going to do a subdivision deal. So first time I I tried, I put an offering was was May 2018. I put my first offer for a subdivision deal here in Brisbane, and I didn't get it. I really want to do a subdivision deal and I never gave up. So, and I started putting offers, not as consistent as I'm now. The second one I think I put in September, 2018. And even though I was progressing through the renovation because it's, it was one of the strategies that I chose, I chose subdivision and I really want to do one. Fixated with the idea. So try and try and try. And I'm proud to say three years later, I got my first one. <laughs> yes, Just three years, but that's okay. Whatever it takes. Persistence pays off, hey? Yes. And uh, what I've done before, that I participated in some division deals as a money partner or actually as an investor. Uh, what I've done to make sure that it was the right thing for me is that I, through the community and people that I knew, like and trust, not anybody, I saw what they're doing. And when they had a subdivision deal and they needed investors, I would ask if I was to come in can I ask questions? Of course, I'm not going to step on your toes because you're developing the, the project, but would it be okay if I ask questions because it's for my own learnings? Because I can see myself doing what you're doing. I just mm -hmm. don't have the confidence and competence right now, but it would be interesting to see a real deal and what happens in real life. So when I get mine, even though I have the learnings, I actually saw something in real life, what happens. So for the ones that I actually participated as an investor and some of them actually allowed me to do a few things just for my own benefit and learning, it was an amazing because now I'm, I'm on the other side as a developer and I know exactly what the investors were asking and the kind of doubt and fear of being there too. So it just, it's interesting how you, you, know, you learn the roles and then it's your turn to go and do it. You just have to be patient and you know, keep going. Mm. That's such good advice, uh, Jenna, and such a good way to, to, yes. to learn. Um, yes. And yeah. I, say, I would say make sure that if you do as a money partner or investor, make sure that they deal with jumping, you know the person and it aligns with what you want to do because there's no point. Yeah, you like the person, but then they're doing, let's say, rooming a comp, but you, you wanted to know about renovation. So even though the person you know, like, and trust is doing something different, it doesn't align with your goal. So try to find the ones that actually it's doing what you want to do and, and you can see yourself doing it. Then it'll make it much easier. It'll make more sense, I guess. Mm. That's, that's what I do, at least. Yeah, yeah. Did you want to talk a little bit about, about the due diligence on that? Just expand on that a little bit, because obviously if you're going to be investing with somebody else, you want to make sure that... You're looking after your investment yes. and so forth. So how, how do you, from your side, how do you, how do you approach that from the money so partner point? Before I look at the deal, I look at the person. And if I know per, the person and I, if I can uh, 
I, I met this person, I had, you know, conversations before, and it's not something overnight that I'm just jumping. I need to know that I'm going to have peace of mind and I'm going to, I can't call like a sleep at night test. Can you sleep at night if you put in money? Do you have like to sleep at night test if you can? That's the first one. So you know, like and trust a person, you know how they operate. That's a good, great thing. So then second thing, they bring your deal. Does it align with what you want to do? Because again, many people, many deals, and they, you might, you know, really like this person and admire, but if it's not what you want to do as your own deal, try to find somebody that you know, like and trust that's doing exactly what you want to do, because then you learn. Yeah. Excellent, excellent, and that's and that's what you've obviously done. Yes, and that's, yes. And that's been... all, all, all the ones that I've done, uh, apart from the Renault, the first one because I was doing Renault, and I thought it was a great experience anyway. Uh, uh, after I start progressing through that uh, path, I only look at the subdivision deals because excellent. I wanted to do it. Excellent. And look, because you've um, kind of gone through the platinum experience, and that, yes. and did you want to mention a little bit about what that was like for you? Yes, it's full commitment. You have to put the time and you have to be open to learn and uh, be accountable because you're going to be expected to go set and, and, and do homework, for better word, I don't know. So like you have to go through the modules and be accountable. So when you're trying to do something, you're going to be going through a journey that you set your goals but then you're going to be talking about them on a weekly basis to accountability body and on monthly basis on a group. So you say you're going to do it, people expect that you're going to do it. And that makes you accountable because it's nothing worse than if you say, I'm going to do this and then come next week or next month, you didn't do it. It's just, it's terrible. You actually, you, you do it. You just do it. And um, of course, that you'll learn about the strategies and about a few things in, in depth, but you will learn a lot about mindset and how to deal with things that comes up. So it, it's it's a great learning. I, I, I didn't do only one year, I did two. Mm-hmm. And, and how do you think Platinum has changed your approach to investing now and, and even possibly life as well with the mindship? Um, changes uh, a lot a lot of mindset work i guess uh persistence and and organizing myself and being able to go set and keep moving on regardless of the outcome just keep moving on keep pushing because you'll get there eventually it's just a matter of having that consistency to no matter what happens you go try again go again have another go keep going until you succeed and you're going to see people around you doing that and it will motivate you because you're in a group of very very much like-minded people so when they start to succeed you're going to get motivated and in a, in a network that it, it is safe it um and when you're struggling they will help you too so it, it's a great community i'm not sure how to explain it but it's just fantastic it's more like a family, isn't it? It's like a family, yes. It's the Platinum yes. family, yeah. Yes, yes. I still talk to my accountability buddies, even though I'm not active in Platinum anymore. Uh, we became friends because you do. Uh, and uh, and, and I, just a final question on Platinum. Do you think Platinum is the, is, the, is the reason why you've been able to leave her off and now go in full time? Well, it's well part of it, yes, yes, because I've been working on mindset quite a lot and and. It changed. So 
I was able to transition because I did a lot of analysis with my coach and like what I'm getting on the full-time work in terms of money, time and reward and what I, I could potentially get and what I was getting already with my small but still interesting deals because it's how I started. And uh, looking at that, you have to analyze what's worth more. You have to make sure you plan it. I probably did a bit too soon, but uh, yes, it, you, you can do this. It, it helped me get unstuck. The first thing that I did in planning was getting unstuck because I had a deal in New South Wales and um, I was a bit without direction. Okay, I'm just doing renos, but I want to do something different. I would subdivision how I go about it. So lots of learnings in there too. Mm, excellent, excellent. All right, cool. So then now, now you're at a point where you're actually doing full-time property, aren't you? Yes, yes, yes. I love it. Yeah. And the other thing that we probably need to mention is that um, when you, you've completed obviously the two years in platinum, but that didn't stop you from going and getting additional learning. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I'm always only work in progress. Always <laughs> work in progress. I, I, I like learnings and I like and I get inspired by looking at what the other people are doing because it keeps motivated. I see other people doing things that you think, oh, that's amazing. How did they do it? Can I, can I copy that process? Or, and sometimes it's just about reaching out and say, well, it's amazing what you do. Can I ask you a few questions? And most of the time you're going to find that they're open to have a chat. And through the whole journey, since I started in love real estate, I have people that they became just friends. It's just family, the way I see things. And most of the time I'm around people that I met through the community now. It changed considerably. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, a community, family is is pretty it's, much. Yeah, it, it ties it up. And, you know, and don't be afraid. I would say, I would say most of the time, it's I didn't come across anybody say like, no, I don't want to share. They're usually quite helpful and keen to help you or point you. It's like, okay, I'm not hundred percent sure about this one, but talk to this person. They might be able to help you. Try that. Have a chat. And, and you do, and then you learn. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, you also have gone into um, with uh, as an M. <laughs> yes, love them. Yep. Love Excellent. the energy. I love the energy. They're so, so good. <laughs> do you want to describe a little bit about, about what, uh, what was the decision-making process for that? Why, why did you decide to? Uh, it was a no-brainer because I was doing yeah. renovation and uh, getting to know a bit more about the creative way of doing it because when I started, I had to be creative anyway, how I can do a renovation without actually picking up the tools because I didn't have the time. So if you want to do things creative, I think there's nobody better than those two. They're just amazing. And they they use options and, and other creative ways to actually put together a reno deal that um, I didn't say I could, I sort of knew that the concept exists, but I didn't know that people are actually doing it, which, which is amazing. And the, the way that they do it attract me because they, it's just thinking outside the box. So how can I, how can I, what can I propose to the seller or how can I talk to the agent? It's just amazing. I took quite a few things out of the, of the um, learnings from them. And uh, even though I didn't do a seller JV yet, I, I'm not afraid to ask anymore because it's just, okay, you know, if we can do this way, this is the traditional way I call, or creative way. We can go in, we renovate first, and then we put in the market. So I tell the agents, you get a better product 
when you in the end of the deal so yeah Absolutely. Now, uh, there's a couple of questions here. Uh, Jacqueline was asking, who is Vanessa talking about? Uh, mm -hmm. as, as, an, as an M, there are students who've now got their own program called the Fast Flip Formula. So you'll probably hear about that. If you haven't already, you'll certainly kind of receive info about those guys, uh, little dynamos they are. And I've done. Well, yeah. they, and just being around that community, the energy that you have, it's just, it's, if you're feeling you don't have energy, just jumping. You're just tuning, it's like you lift it's just immediately it's just a boost of energy and, and i don't know how to explain it it's just it it's like that you just feel re-energized every time you in the facebook group and and you see somebody doing that all their lives just you, you get that motivation and that energy it just for yeah not sure how to explain that but it's it's great like, like, like the Dur like the duracell bunny like the duracell bunny <laughs> yeah. yes, yes. Now, now chai has another question here uh why did you change your strategy from reno flip to subdivision okay it's a good question actually and a valid one i didn't actually change I, I actually added because when you're doing subdivision you can still do a reno in the subdivision deal and um i guess since the beginning when i joined I chose three strategies and I thought it was time to act on the second one. <laughs> so then a few ones and, uh, and, uh, and I found that subdivision was fascinating and I really wanted to get started on it. It just took a bit of time to find one. <laughs> but you persisted and you got there. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's like, it's like the, the disturbing kid. I, I really want it. I really want it. <laughs> uh, now, Inga was asking, uh, do you get legal advice for each offer or just use the same terms from earlier contracts? And I have to, look, I cannot give you advice, but um, I guess each state is different. So you have to be very careful how you do it and know the strategy and how, how you're going to proceed because when you put an offer in writing, it's just an offer, you're not in contract. But if you're going to contract straight away, you might want to check with your team, your legals, your accounting, and make sure that everything is spotless, put it this way. Mm -hmm. You have to have your team behind you. Putting an offer is putting an offer. You just have to have it in writing so they present it to the owner. You're not in contract, but once you are in contract, it's a different story. So you have to have your team behind you. Absolutely. Uh, now, we've got a question here from Helena on uh, Facebook. She's yes. asking, uh, with who do you do a seller JV? With the real estate agent or the person who sells the property? Well, I didn't do one yet. So it's, uh, I guess it depends on how you find that uh, property or that deal. If you're talking directly to the owner, then you have to explain to them how it works and I guess keep it simple. With the real estate agent, they understand the buy and sell. So you have to explain to them that the order would be slightly different because we're going to be doing something with the property before you actually list it. So, or if it's on the market for ages and they're not selling, so you have to approach that um, selling agent and, and see how you can help them uh, get that moving. So you have different conversations depending who you're talking to. If it's the owner directly because it's somebody you know or if you send a letter or something like that or if you're talking to the agent because you have to get the person understanding the process and being on board and 
and show them what's in there for them. It's about them, not about you. And that's something I learned from us and it's always about them, never about you. It's always about them. Listen more than you talk. That's fine. You have, you have two ears and one mouth. Exactly. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so now like, um, how is your life? Because you've got we've, we've covered through a lot of different things now. You're now in full time. How, how has your life changed in comparison to how you were when you you know when oh you first gosh. joined? Oh my gosh! Yes, of, of course I do that full time. I absolutely love it because I love the journey, and I love uh, being around people and like minded people. But the most important thing is that the personal growth. I think I never heard of personal development per se before coming to the community and that mindset shift that you sort of incorporate as you go along the journey and you're learning different things because the techniques, you can get it. You come back and you, you, you listen to the webinar again and you go to the bookcamp again. But what do you get in terms of looking at examples that you see other students or the mentors or talking about how to work on yourself? It's very important because... I was very negative, I guess, or not negative. I just didn't know. I really didn't know. You have to work on yourself. I'm like, I'm happier now. It goes beyond property. Mm -hmm. I'm just happier in general. You can't wipe the smile off your face, Vanessa. (laughs) (laughs) I love what I do. It's so so exciting. Even the challenges, it's like bring them all. It's like, I love it all. The good and bad and ugly, just bring them all. Just get it sorted <laughs> you just you just work through it and, it and you have to expect that things are not always rosy you get you come across with different situations and difficult you know sometimes you have to have that difficult conversation with the agent and uh, just breathe and do it I had a terrible one um, and I'm going to share that with you even though it's a bit off script but I went to a negotiation that I had the selling agent and the owner and my JV and myself I was actually in the property the selling agent started screaming at me because he just didn't like what I was suggesting. And I was like, oh my God. And it was like shaking, like right there. And some people, not many people know about this experience. And I, and I was completely shattered. And I thought, what can I do? And somehow it, the funniest thing is like, it came to my mind, what do you know would do? So I just started breathing. And the agent screaming at me. And I go, and just completely, okay, all right, I can handle this. So it came to my mind what Dina would do, which is the most weird thing, because it was such a stressful situation. I couldn't just break down and cry or do something about it. I was very nervous in that situation. And I thought I need to get some inspiration right now to handle the situation. And Dina came to mind. I said, like, oh, I probably have to just breathe first. Mm. Yeah, very interesting indeed. But anyway, you learn. That's that's really cool. Yes, breathe. Just breathe. Breathe. And yeah. I think the agent was getting patient because it was just taking my time to respond, but I couldn't react. He was screaming at me right in front of the owner. Wow. I was like, well, okay. And the JV right beside me, like beyond himself. And and then after that conversation, of course, the deal didn't go ahead. He said, How did you handle that? I was broken to pieces by that said so because i thought of mental of my mind and i think she would say first brief <laughs> wow 
well done well done hey yeah so the things you you do uh good to hear nice so Vanessa, how, how does everything stack up for you now? Like, I know that you've done a number of the deals that you've gone through. Um, how, how are things stacked up for you from a results side of things? Okay. Uh, in terms of money, time, what do you mean? Yeah, probably a bit of, a bit of both. Like, obviously, you've, you've got yes. more time. You're, not, you're yes. not, not having to work. But how does it stack up? Because I think a couple of those deals, you're getting profits from them. I think the first one was 34 and, the, yes. um, and then 47 for, yes. for one. And then there was another one that, that came it in. And... Yeah, so what we've done is uh, I, I, st I stopped the full-time work in 2018. My husband is still working, so, so since then. But what we realize is that um, while I took the plunge, we still have that sort of that certainty, but we could see the path that if we keep going with the property, by some point, we can both be actually choosing what to do with our time, not only myself. Um, we did the small deals in the beginning and then we invested. So we get a bit of interest in, uh, from then. And now I'm, to the, I'm in the point that now I'm actually putting together the deals and offering the opportunity to other people. So it changed slowly. So that's how we're doing now. And um, hopefully uh, soon my husband can decide what to do with his time. That's the gift I want to give it to him to decide if he works because he loves or wants or not. Mm -hmm. So you've basically managed to get yourself out of work? And yes. the, ne the next objective is to get him out of work. Yes, if or he wants potentially, to. Potentially, potentially. Yeah. I think he likes what he does, but being able to choose, it's a bless. Absolutely. Yeah. Ah, oh, so cool. So cool to hear. Um, what do you tell others about the community now? The community is somebody, somebody. If somebody asks you and says, oh, what's this thing about? I mean, like if you were to go back to the people that you used to work with and they say, oh, you know, it's a scam, what would <laughs> you'd have a different response to them? Oh, I guess I said you don't know what you're missing out. You just have to be in it, <laughs> or maybe not. <laughs> but uh, yes, it's 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 a it's a very life changing because as you go along the journey, you're going to meet people that will become your sounding board and your friends, and you're going to bounce off ideas even when things get sticky. Having that person, the other, because it's not always the coach that will be right next to you. It will be your peer. That is on the trenches and doing something that is similar to you and understand. Yes, you might be in platinum or you might, you know, uh, as the I love real estate um, coaches, which is great, but nothing like picking up the phone and talking to your peers. Oh, this is what I'm at right now. What do I do? It's like, what do you think? And just run past somebody that it's your colleague. It's amazing. They become your friends and part of your team indirectly. Mm. It's good to have that. It's, it's, it's a good feeling. Fantastic. And so many people helped me when I started and they still are. They're so patient with me because I always ask many questions. <laughs> so don't hesitate on asking those questions. Yes, don't, because, you know, you, you never know where, where the answer is coming from. And um, it's just, you know, ask for help and, and buddy up with other people in the community because most of the time, as I said, they're very helpful. They want to help you. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so 
anything else to expand on with advice for 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 someone new? Because we've had a lot of new students kind of join recently. Yes. What would you what would you what, what would you say to them? I say take one step at a time. You might feel overwhelmed in the beginning. It's normal. I think we all did. If we didn't come from a property or financial background, just take one step at a time, but keep moving forward no matter what. Keep going. Just keep going. You'll get there. Absolutely, absolutely. And now one thing I've, I, I heard you mention as well, and I'd, I'd love to hear your, your kind of viewpoint on that, and that is the, um, the peg in the sand. Oh, the peg in the sand, yes, religion. <laughs> Once a year, you have to do it. It's no negotiable. Have to do it. Why is this? Why is this? If no says to do it, you just do it. <laughs> it's important because you get to see many aspects of your life when you're doing it. So it's good to have a quiet time to do it and do it once a year, beginning of the year, mid of the year, whatever you feel like. And you're going to see how you evolve and things that are important to you when you do it. It might shift through the years and things that you want to progress through that they start to come to fruition and things that are not relevant. It's interesting to see how you shift. So I still have my first one in 2016 and a few things were not relevant, but things are very relevant, like family and, and, and the time thing. It's very important to me still. The numbers in terms of financial goals have changed a little bit, but um, how you progress through, go back, like if you do that every year, after three or four, go back and read what you did. What you did in the first one is so amazing. Mm. You're going to see you, you. You might not realize, but you progress very well if you keep taking that advice of like you know keep moving forward, one step at a time. Put your goals, set your intentions, and just go and do it. I do that every year. I do the vision board. The beginning of it was a bit weird, but then I found it works. <laughs> it's like, it works. Excellent. Peg on the Sand. And for those of you who don't know, the Peg on the Sand is available. Nice. It's a digital download. So nice. there's no there's no charge to that. Uh, right. we, we do give them out at the, um, the boot camps, which is obviously occurring at the moment if they're live, but we're now doing them virtual. So we give you the virtual one. So you do have that for free and uh, it's a free download. If you want to print it out, you can do so. Uh, but they're fillable as well. You can download them and, and, and fill them in. Yes, I can see the questions coming up. What's the third strategy? Okay, when I started and it didn't change, I picked up renovation, subdivision and construction. And surprise, surprise, I'm doing my first subdivision now and my first construction now, which is contracted five years later. But that's okay. It comes. There's a key, there's a key theme here is persistence. When I said persistence. It just comes. It just don't give up absolutely awesome awesome uh is there anything else you want to end on i think we're just coming close to the to the hour now anything else you wanted to share did we cover everything anything else you wanted to yes uh, i guess it just yeah reach out to the community ask your questions don't be afraid to to look silly because no questions are silly questions just ask them anyway and uh, I, I posted one Last, last week and just like I had you know the answer straight away and somebody said well just talk to your lawyer said, oh the, yeah that's right but when you match the lawyer they got sorted just had the urge to ask and then the person did actually the first uh, answer was the most obvious one just talk to your lawyer said, yeah that's right but yeah good 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 
Um, Vanessa, thank you so much. That's thank you so much pleasure. for taking the time out um, and I really appreciate your sharing as well. Thank um, you. I know that there's some comments coming through as well. Much appreciative as well. So exciting to hear. Great advice. Uh, thank you. Uh, Eugene was asking, do you put in written offers sight unseen? Ooh. Better not to do it. Uh, if you do, you have to have a good team on the ground because I've done... Uh, uh, I've done deals interstate, but I have a good team that are my eyes on the ground. So basically, you have to be, you have to have a mini you on the ground. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. Team says don't do it. So I think it's a great advice. It's very risky. You have to have a good team right there on the ground, showing what exactly it is. And then you have your consultants to give you the building pass report and everything that you need. You have to have your lawyer, you have to have your accounting. You have to have a local team. If you don't, just don't. Until you have that team built up, don't do it. Well, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. Eugene, you got that one. Um, what does Chai say? Love your sharing and attitude, Vanessa. Love your posts on Facebook as well. Thank you. Jacqueline. Uh, thanks, Vanessa, for reaching out. Really appreciate it. And lots of other ones coming through. Thank Vanessa, you thank you so much. Really thank appreciate you. it. Um, and... Um, yeah, you can see all the lovely comments coming through as well. Thank you, guys. So, yeah, thanks for uh, jumping in. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and I think oh, there's a whole lot of things coming through on, on Facebook as well. So, look, we're going to have to leave that there. We're just coming through to the hour. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this lunchtime session with Vanessa. Uh, it certainly looks like many have, and um, this session will be available for you to review at a later point in time on Facebook. It's streamed to the Facebook group, so you can always check that out, uh, and then will be edited and put up onto the Members Only website as well. So, Vanessa, thank you so much you. for spe spending lunchtime with me. And, uh, and, and everyone else as well. Really appreciate that. And Thank you, guys. enjoy the rest of your Friday. And we'll probably see a lot of people on, on tonight as well. All righty. See you now. Bye.